Star Wars 7x7 episode 1799. Now that we're done talking about Solo a Star Wars Story through the lens of Rob Bredo's book ILM Presents Making Solo a Star Wars Story, it's time to ask the question, is Solo 2 possible? Let's explore it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode where we are going to consider the possibility that Solo 2 could actually happen. And it's important to flag the fact that a movement to make Solo 2 happen is swelling and it has been spurred on by the folks over at the Resistance podcast, which is the podcast for Star Wars Newsnet, and notably that's one of two websites that, as far as sources you can trust, for spoilery-related information. I mean, information in general, but in particular, they are one of the two websites, along with Making Star Wars, that is able to get some very reliable scoops on leaks and spoilers and rumors and whatnot for movies before they are coming out. So you always have to be a little careful when you're checking out their stuff in their site, but they're very good not to reveal their stuff in headlines or anything like that. So you don't have to be too careful. It's more about being careful about your own curiosity than anything else, but I digress slightly. The point is, is that the folks over there have really been drivers of the Make Solo 2 Happen campaign, and some very notable names involved with the making of Solo A Star Wars Story have given a thumbs up to it quite overtly, including Ron Howard and Yunus Suetamo and John Kasdan, the co-screenwriter of Solo A Star Wars Story, and Rob Bredo of Industrial Light and Magic. Now, speaking of Rob in particular, he's said in response to this whole Make Solo 2 Happen thing that the fans made Clone Wars new season happen, and so you know Lucasfilm Limited is listening. On the one hand, yes, that's absolutely true and has to be the case. On the other hand, it seems to be contradicted by stuff that Pablo Hidalgo has said in the past, and he, of course, is part of the Lucasfilm Story Group and is a development executive for them, too, and has said that if online petitions were considered in the development process, which they aren't, he has said that outright, that it would take millions of people signing on before it would make the needle move whatsoever. So yeah, he's essentially thrown cold water on that idea. But, but he's also the same guy who, and not to get political with this, but you know how there were those photos way back during President Trump's inauguration where it compared the number of people at his inauguration versus Obama's inauguration and made fun of the number of people who appeared to be at Trump's inauguration. That photo was used for memes for a whole bunch of stuff and Pablo Hidalgo used it to say, look at all the people who want an Old Republic Netflix show. So in other words, implying that not very many people want this at all and therefore 
it's not going to happen. Well, of course, in the last week or so, we found out that some sort of Knights of the Old Republic thing is rumored to be in active development. Kathleen Kennedy hinted at that in an interview at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, but BuzzFeed just a couple of weeks ago, yeah, about that, said that they have heard from three different sources at Lucasfilm that there is an active Knights of the Old Republic project in the works right now and has been been since early 2018, about the time when Benioff and Weiss were announced as you know, bringing a new series to Lucasfilm. But it's not actually them that were mentioned as being you know the people behind this development. No, that person would be Leita Kelegrides. <laughs> Here we go with pronunciation. Leita, my apologies if I've gotten that wrong. Uh, she is probably best known these days for being a showrunner on Netflix's Altered Carbon and also screenwriter for Shutter Island, among other movies, and also producing other movies, too. And so she has been attached to this Knights of the Old Republic thing by the BuzzFeed report that came out uh, around May 23rd or so. And so... Yeah, even though Pablo was kind of trolling the idea of an Old Republic show of any kind, well, there seems to be something under development after all, and like I just mentioned about Kathleen Kennedy at Celebration Chicago, that's another thing that's under development there too. So, you know, <laughs> what's Pablo playing at is one of the big questions. But as far as what that actually has to do with Solo itself and making a Solo sequel happen, well... Uh, let's put it this way. The fact that there is such a great groundswell is absolutely a positive thing. And compared to petitions to say, for example, remake The Last Jedi or uh, get you know Ryan Johnson pulled off of movies or get the Game of Thrones guys pulled off movies or remake season eight of Game of Thrones, like that stuff generally you know doesn't work and is kind of a non-starter, right? But stuff for getting stuff made, like for example, um, Saving Brooklyn Nine Nine, the comedy series that moved from Fox to NBC, for example, campaigns like that have a much better chance of working than ones that are, you know, more cancellation or redo campaigns. And so, you know, all things considered, I think the odds would be comparatively in favor of that. But ultimately, if you cycle back around to Rob Bredo's thing about how The Clone Wars was saved by fans and Lucasfilm Limited is listening, well, that's part of the story, I think. I imagine that ultimately there has to be a business case made as well. And, you know, for all the talk about Solo flopping, did it really? Uh, yeah, we've been back and forth about the box office numbers and the reasons why the box office numbers were what they were for Solo for so long that I really don't want to dig that up all over again. But... You know, the fact of the matter is, is it made nearly $400 million, and considering that they spent a lot more money than they intended to on it, well, does that mean that they could have gotten a better result with, you know, a you know, more streamlined production? Possibly so. And does that mean that, you know, maybe if they made a sequel, they might be able to do better with it financially? Also possible. You can even think back to the notion of George Lucas thinking that, if the original Star Wars didn't do all that well, 
He still wanted to do a sequel anyway, but he had Splinter of the Mind's Eye in mind for his original Star Wars sequel as a low-budget Star Wars sequel if he couldn't get the money that he needed to do something really big like The Empire Strikes Back. And I suppose it's also worth pointing out that Alden Ehrenreich, who played young Han Solo, is under contract for three movies. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to make those movies, but if they want to, they can. And he's actually the only one who we have that detail about. So we don't know how many movies Donald Glover has signed on for or Amelia Clark, but I'd say it's a pretty safe bet that there are multiple for them as well. In fact, you know, thinking back, I think Felicity Jones is signed on for multiple movies also. She, of course, played Jenna Erso in Rogue One, and you know how that movie turned out. So clearly they are just making sure that they are keeping the opportunities open for themselves if they want to go that route. So yeah, I definitely think that Solo 2 is not out of the question. You know, how likely it is, especially considering that they've got the Benioff and Weiss movies, they've got the Ryan Johnson movies, like these things happening. Uh, yeah, it seems like they might do something someday, but, you know, when is the big question. And could they do it for Disney Plus? Bob Iger has said that movies are not really something that they're considering for Disney Plus as far as Star Wars goes. Nothing original movie-wise. So you'd be talking about a series. Does that mean that Alden Ehrenreich's three-movie contract could be converted somehow? Well, I'm sure something could be renegotiated in that regard, I would imagine. So... Yeah, that's that's kind of where it stands. I definitely think it is probably, as far as any kind of fan petition goes for Star Wars, the most likely possibility out there. And there's one other wrinkle to add to this that has been introduced by the co-screenwriter of Solo, A Star Wars Story, John Kasdan, which I will share with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that needs to reach a dedicated audience of Star Wars fans, or you know somebody who does, then you might want to reach out to me. <laughs> I've got a show that reaches thousands of people between the audio version, the video version, and our social media channels, and I'd love to find out how I can help you with your business ventures, too. Just reach out at sw7x7.com sponsors, that's plural, S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S, that's sw7x7.com sponsors, and let's see how we can work together. Welcome back. All right, so John Kasdan, the co-screenwriter of Solo, A Star Wars Story, in expressing all of his gratitude for the swelling of support over the notion of making Solo 2 happen, tweeted out a photo or an image, and the image contained three different symbols. One of them is for the Pike Syndicate, one of them is for the Huts, and one of them is for Crimson Dawn. And in his tweet accompanying that image, he said that there is a war story in the galaxy far, far away that is yet to be told. So there you go, Solo 2 could be a story about galactic gang warfare between the Pikes, the Huts, and Crimson Dawn. And considering the fact that at the very end of Solo A Star Wars Story, we know that Han and Chewie are about to take on a job for Jabba the Hutt. Well, they're going to be associated with Jabba, which means that Kira with Crimson Dawn can point at Han and Chewie and say, hey, they're involved with the Huts," and tell the Pike Syndicate that the Huts are the ones that are behind the theft of all that coaxium from Kessel, since the Pikes are the ones that are running things on Kessel. 
and keep Crimson Dawn out of it instead, or at least that's one of the gambits that could possibly happen. But I'm sure there's a lot of double and triple crosses that could be involved in a story cooked up by the Kasdans around Solo and these three criminal syndicates. So that's a really exciting proposition and all the more reason why I'd say... Yes, let's throw our support behind the idea of making Solo 2 happen. So if you're with it, then let everybody know on your various social media channels. Let Lucasfilm know as well, because there's a needle somewhere that <laughs> can be moved and catches people's attention. And whether it's going to be the thing that, you know, is the straw that breaks the camel's back, metaphorically speaking, who knows, but... If it's going to happen, then it's going to require a lot of voices to do it. So throw yours into the mix if you want it to happen. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.